0: What's up, BYU Radio friends? Happy Halloween. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here on the latest BYU Sports Nation. We discuss what is enough about BYU football through eight games with Austin Collie. And yes, we're all wearing costumes from the Barbie movie. On the next
1: episode, we preview the start of men and women's hoop seasons with Tyler Hawes and
0: Kristen Kozlowski. Listen on demand, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, or tune in live at noon Eastern for BYUSN always here on BYU Radio. Happy Halloween. BYU is five and three through eight games of the season and we're asking the tough question, is it Knuff? Yeah, you heard that right. Is it Knuff? Austin Colley joins us in studio to discuss what is most fixable about the BYU offense and which game is most winnable that remains on the schedule.
1: The first Big 12 champs from BYU will be in the house. Lexi Halliday-Lowry and Jenna Hutchins from Cross Country. Well, it's it's Halloween, so we roll out the top five Tom Homel costumes And he joins us to reveal what he is this year.
0: Welcome to a special Halloween edition of BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is October 31st. (laughs) We are dressed accordingly. I am Spencer Linton. Are you? I'm sorry. My name is Ken. This is my friend Alan, a.k.a. Jerem Jordan.
1: I'm Alan. Uh, don't tell the kids I'm trying to escape. If I have to sit on one more leather couch, it's gonna break my spirit. The fur around With the, the fur. neck is on point. Now, uh, you know, Aubrey Rushton went to great lengths, uh, I think, to get this. Yes. Something like Leighton. Yeah. What was it? Like a, like a Walmart or a...
0: <laughs> oh, this a Facebook market a Marketplace, KSL loudfit. classifieds, <laughs> just like, a, just
2: a,
1: oh yeah. And it's a uh, good thing I'm a little smaller. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a little skinnier, at least for now. Uh, yeah, otherwise
0: this would not have gone well. <laughs> Welcome to the Mojo Dojo Casa Studio B <laughs> for a loaded
1: show. If you haven't seen the Barbie movie, you're probably like, I don't know exactly what's going on here. Oh, my goodness. But, hey, here's some fire. Hey, uh, just... we, we actually have some exclusive footage this morning. This is you rolling in on L- Rollerblades. How about well, that?
0: Come on. Wow. You're going to go all in. Right? Yeah. you got to go all in. That's awesome.
1: I'm glad you didn't ask me to rollerblade. I can't rollerblade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is how we roll, man. Quite literally. Nice. Right? Nice, anchor boy. Hey, I do what I can do. All right. Uh, is BYU football enough? <laughs> yeah, that's why we're asking that. Exactly. Well, let's get to what's trending on Halloween. All right, I feel like the, the music is, is almost too spooky for what we're wearing right now. <laughs> oh, okay, Ken. <laughs> hey, and i got to add it to you. You beat up some dudes in the movie. That was very impressive. Yeah, that's not real life. That was very impressive. Yeah, one fight, it was in fifth grade, but I did win. <laughs> Let's start with this. A number of statements that we're going to present, and we will ask all of you and each other, is it enough when it re- re- is regarding to BYU football? So, through eight games. Five wins, three losses, coming off ah, a tough loss in Austin in so many ways. But overall, through eight games, five and three, is it enough, Jerem?
1: Uh, I hope so for a bowl game. Uh, obviously, it's been really good. BYU played an easier part of the Big 12 schedule up front. Obviously, beating Sam Houston and Southern Utah at home is nice. Guess what? We'll get to this later. Next year, BYU is only going to have one home game in non-con, not two So you got to win on the road if you're BYU to get to a bowl game, right? Um, At Arkansas was a uh, really nice win at the time. Unfortunately, the Razorbacks haven't been great. Not BYU's problem, I suppose. Uh, It all counts the same. Just go and win. So, yeah, no, it's been more than enough uh, to go five and three through eight games. One game ahead of schedule still, I think, which is good because – BYU needs to win one of four tough games in the the final four for the top five teams in the Big 12 are left on the schedule for the Cougars.
0: I picked BYU to win seven games in the 12 regular season contests. They are exactly on pace. They're exactly where I thought they would be through eight, five and three. So, yes, it is Knuff right now. But if BYU drops the next two games, now we're in big trouble. Then you are below the Knuff standard, and now you're going to have to scramble against a really good Oklahoma team, and a Oklahoma State team that has one of the best running backs in football. And they all of a sudden look like a top 25 caliber team. So BYU has to win one of the next two games to stay with this Knuff trend and get to six. You need to be six and four going into the back two.
1: That'd be nice. Uh, and just a reminder to the several Utes that have uh, made fun of my bowl. Hey, BYU, going to a bowl thing. Utah was 5-7 and seven two of the first three years. They didn't make uh, said bowl game. So it's hard in this transition period to get up to speed with that. Also, the game has changed, right, with the portal and whatnot. So, yeah, making a bowl game would be enough. you got to get one more win. West Virginia has dropped out of the top four out of the top five, so not what I said, but. Three of those uh, four left are in there. Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Let's yes. go. Okay, number two, anything about the offense? Knuff.
0: I am going to point to two players specifically. Uh, one, L.J. Martin, as a true freshman, has been Knuff. He's been asked to do a lot behind an offensive line that has not performed up to standard. I feel like yeah. L.J. has been Knuff. It, it, he's 18. Boy, he just turned 19? He's, he's not even 20 right now, and BYU's offense has relied on him heavily. He has delivered the most electric run plays this season. He's, he's been the guy for BYU. So if we're just looking at what I expected from him when the season began and what he's done now, yes, he has been enough. And then Darius Lassiter has, has also hit that mark. He's been the guy, he's the guy that's the big play receiver for BYU. He makes the spectacular grabs. Like it's been two weeks in a row now where he's just done something that we're like, oh my gosh. Like all-time catch in the win over Texas Tech, and then another ridiculous grab against Texas. And Darius has bound the end zone a number of times. I, I feel like he's been consistent, reliable. Chase Roberts has a case there too, but the two guys I, I immediately thought of, as far as what has been enough on BYU's offense, LJ Martin and and Darius Lassiter.
1: Yeah, holistically, I was thinking just about the offense, the run game, the pass game, the O line. No, none of that's been enough. It's been bad. Well, so
0: it's did not, I. That's why I went the route that I did. I had to not, go individuals. It's
1: not been good enough, um, and and you know it's tough because uh, BYU might be six and two uh, if if it is, or maybe better. Who knows? Okay, so we were thinking, you know, how, like it's not the worst offense BYU's had recently through eight games. Yes. We're get, okay, we're going to play Guest of the Year. One of these is this year, and the other is uh, One another. of the worst
0: football seasons in BYU history, 2017.
1: Uh, another year. Uh, by guess of the Year, I mean you guess the Year because we know the year. Okay, um, <laughs> yards per play similar, yards per rush within 0. .4, pass efficiency within eight, third downs within six, 300-plus yard games, we're talking on offense, right, three to two. The year of our Lord, 2017, Spencer. Yes. was not good, and BYU is sort of approximating some of it's those numbers. Cl- it's close, right? Yards per rush is less. Third down is less. 300-plus yard games is fewer. It's not one- good, and that was a bad BYU team. Yeah, this team's 5-3 and
0: three because the defense uh, and special teams have done a nice job. Yeah, I hate that I had to look at that screen and be like, <laughs> Yeah, that was stinks. I'm not really sure which is this year and which is the 4-9 season in 2017. I wish that we could tell. Now, the one thing we're not showing you is the BYU's defense has been very opportunistic. And yeah, we'll, they're one of the we'll best teams in the country. Again, yeah, we're, I'm uh, foreshadowing go, here. Go but, ahead. Just go to the next. <laughs> Yeah. Just go Okay. Has, has the defense been enough? Because 2019, BYU won four games all season. They've yeah. already got five now. Is the defense enough?
1: Yeah. Uh, 15 takeaways is enough. Like uh, It's 18 total because three on special teams, which we'll talk about in a second. The cornerbacks have been awesome. Eddie Heckard and Jacob Robinson have been tremendous. Safeties have been good enough in spite of playing 5-6 deep in that department. We did not expect uh, Talon Alfre and Michael Harper to be out, and then Malik Moore to just be straight-up benched multiple times. Losing Ben Bywater hurt, but A.J. Vankpachon Max Tuli have held that down yep. pretty well. Harrison Taggart is learning as a redshirt freshman. Uh, Tyler Batty's been pretty good. Uh, 5.3 yards per play, 73rd in the country. We wanted improvement. That's improvement. The 18 takeaways, though, is the difference. Like, the, when BYU football does not turn it over or get, only gives it away once and the, and the defense can create multiple takeaways, BYU is pretty good. And so far, 5-3, and three, and that's been good. So the defense has absolutely been, enough highlighted by the takeaways.
0: Yes. Uh, I think I sent out the tweet during the Texas game in the fourth quarter and was very clear, and you felt the same way. BYU's defense has done more than enough to keep BYU in this game against Texas, and it's been the case for several games. I would would argue that in only only the TCU game was the defense not enough. Every other game they've done enough. Even in the Kansas, people are like, hey, what about 38 points? No, there was uh, a couple of bad terminal turnovers by the offense that resulted yeah. immediately in points for Kansas that cost BYU the game there. Yeah. So, 38, but, no, it, when we qualify, what the defense actually gave up in that game, too, they were Knuff as well against the Jax. It's yeah. only been the TCU game. No. Outside yeah, yeah. of that, only that one. Yeah. it's been very solid. Okay, turnover margin, plus uh, eight, tight yeah. eighth in the cup. Yes,
1: oh, my gosh. It's the best thing about this BYU team, is it not?
0: We were asking for – you know, because BYU had a defense that ranked right around, depending on which metric you look at, between 95 and 105 in the SP Plus and, and ESPN's um, metrics, okay? But we were asking for, okay, can BYU be like, I don't know, 70th or 65th? Can they just be like middle of the pack? Jerem, they have exceeded that. Mm-hmm. They have exceeded it through eight games. Yeah, yeah. They've been better than Knuff. They are They are beating that standard. And that's why BYU is five and three. So can you imagine if BYU had, you know, an average offense right now, what things would be like? I'd, I'd take that. Maybe you beat Kansas. Maybe you're six and two right now. You're certainly in the game at Texas. Yeah, the fact that BYU is five and three with this
1: offense is pretty incredible. And and BYU's tried to play complementary football. There are times where BYU's not been aggressive at the end of games to try and just win that game. See Texas Tech and so on and so forth. Sam Houston. But, uh, no, they've been awesome, man. And 18 takeaways is tied for third in the country. Like That's We incredible. could not have asked for a better thing uh, than that from the defense this year. And so, yes, are their numbers kind of middle of the pack in a lot of space? Yes, but, again, we always cranked up the schedule, and it's only going to get harder. I possible.
0: look at that defense. It makes me want to get on my horse. <laughs> Powering the channel or channeling the power of Ken, right? That's nice. Just want to ride horses, man. They, they, they ride horses.
1: I'm Allen. <laughs> BYU and SMU announced they're playing a two-game series in Dallas next year and in Provo in 2027. Remember, SMU headed to the ACC. This is a Power 5 non-conference game. What do you think of the schedule next year, which looks like Southern Illinois as the season opener on August 31st, at home FCS at Wyoming two weeks later, uh, September 14th. We don't know the date of SMU. That could come later than September 7th. or uh, It could
0: be September 7th or later. What do you think? I don't love the BYU has to play two road games in the non-con. I don't like that. I wish that somehow it had worked out that BYU could host SMU and then play in Dallas in 2027. That is not the case. So now BYU has got to go to Wyoming, which Texas Tech found out this year is not an easy place, and that program is playing pretty good football. and Coach Bowles done a great job there. And it's going to be a hornet's nest that BYU walks into because now BYU is a Big 12 team. Now they're Power 5. Wyoming fans already hate BYU enough. Now they have all the more reason to hate BYU. And they know that they beat Texas Tech just a year previous. So, like, that, that's a tough, tough game. Now you throw another road game in at SMU. I don't like that. If, if BYU could host SMU, fine. We're good. Non-conference is set. But this is – and you're, you're breaking in another new quarterback next year too. Yeah. And so, two of the first three, like you get, yeah, a warm-up of sorts against Southern Illinois, but now you got to play at Wyoming. and it, Again, it's going to be an absolute – That's a tough G5 game. Hornet's nest yeah. that BYU was playing in in Laramie, followed by a tough road challenge at SMU. SMU always has athletes. They're in the ACC, so it technically counts as a Power 5 game next year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I just I would change one thing. Just make SMU at home, but that's not the case.
1: I don't want BYU to play any road G5 games anymore. You're in a Power Five; you don't have to do that. Um, Tom Homo is a very loyal person. He yes. feels like if uh, you know, if a team played in Provo, he is going to return that game. See Middle Tennessee and and uh, you know at what was it Georgia Southern last year? Georgia Southern is going to come maybe in the future. Yeah, or something. he was ready to play but, at
0: Northern Illinois, and then COVID canceled that.
1: Yeah. Like, these are games that, in my opinion, BYU does not need to play anymore. Tom is a loyal guy that way. Um, SMU uh, is the perfect uh, year two non- non-conference P5 game. They, BYU just beat them in a bowl game last year, remember. There's history with the Miracle Bowl, obviously. Um, that, that's in Dallas, the place that BYU fans will show up in abundance. I, I like that game. Like, you need to win those three games because you don't know what you're going to do in league. Like... Getting three wins every year in the Big 12 is going to be hard. Uh, BYU has two of those. We are scratching for a third. Hopefully, BYU continues to get better, and it's more than just three or four as we get beyond just make a bowl game standard. But next year, like you said, it's new quarterback. It's all new linebackers for the most part. Um, Harrison Taggart getting some experience. It's it's a new D line look. Who knows what coaches that yeah. year no to No more year, Eddie Heckard
0: next year. Year to
1: year the transfer portal, like it's tough, man. So yeah, I I do like it, except G five Road don't need those. Yeah. If if you know Tom, Tom and I differ in sort of that philosophy. Yeah. Well, and the tra- but,
0: and he's in charge. I'm not. The transfer portal thing. <laughs> I'm just Alan. We we <laughs> we we love the transfer portal because it's like yeah, you can go find better talent. I had. I've had multiple members of the BOA football staff this year tell me, it has we underestimated how long it would take for this many new pieces to find the right chemistry and to gel together. And frankly, we're still working on it. Like it's still a thing. Eight games into the season, we're just like, man, it just it took longer than we thought it would. We underestimated yeah. how much that would impact. That makes things. sense. Yeah. When you have a new quarterback and so many new receivers and new offensive linemen specifically. You know, and, and it's impacted the offense for sure more than the overperforming defense, but they it just said it, it's taken a lot longer than we thought it would. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's part of the deal with the transfer portal.
1: It ain't going to get uh, di- much different in the future. It's going to be portal heavy.
0: Yeah, well, take it the, is what it is. Take the method that Bill Self, Kansas basketball coach, told us, right? Get old and stay old. Like he's talking about continuity, but. It's really a favorite thing. <laughs> Our question of the day is this. I could say a lot there. I'm not going to. In the spirit of Halloween, let me adjust my brim here. What Halloween candy best describes BYU football this season? Some fantastic responses coming in. Okay. Let's hear them. Notably, Caleb McKay on Instagram. Whoppers. When's the last time you had a Whopper? I actually had some this week. <laughs> Did you really? My good friend, Alana Tilly brought some and ha- had some Whoppers upstairs in the candy years. bowl. Yeah. Whoppers, Caleb says. No one knows how they're still in business. But somehow, they're making it work. That's funny. Five and three. Five and three. Brian Ellertson on X says, Marshmallow peanuts. Okay? Yeah. A little better than you feared it would be, but ultimately, unsatisfying and forgettable.
1: Well, if you... Five and three?
0: (laughs) Unforgettable? Or forgettable. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Come on Forgettable. now. Forgettable?
1: Come on now. See, that feels a little harsh. Okay. Mar- Five and
0: three?
2: Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm just Allen, though. After further reviews tonight, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app, as the guys break down the Texas game, look ahead to this weekend at West Virginia.
0: <coughs> yes. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. Up next, arguably the greatest wide receiver no, of all no time. No argument for me. It is. <laughs> Austin Colley has arrived, live in studio. He got the memo. He Let's got go. the memo. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Austin Colley is one of the best in the nation of this. Here comes the pressure. All gets it away. Comes Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, when you're Austin Collie, you're, you're, you're getting. Is this our first shirtless guest on BYU Sports Nation?
2: This is this is 10 years of uh, just diet soda and <laughs> dump, dump, Donuts right here. Shout out to Dumford Donuts. Shout out to Dumper Donuts. So and diet Coke.
1: How much of this was already uh, you know in the house versus you had to acquire? The them. entire
2: thing. This is my wife's coat. <laughs> Shout out anthropology. Let's go.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank Welcome you. to the Mojo Dojo Casa Studio, yeah, no bro. Good question, bro.
2: <laughs> this is I never legit. thought when this show started, I never thought we'd have this moment. <laughs> but but right. here we are, right? Well, right? Who here did? Yeah. Who would have yeah. ever thought? I didn't think we'd have this moment last
0: night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yet yeah, you you played the part, man. We're here. You, you showed up. You're such a gamer. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm game time decision. <laughs> I love it. it. Austin Colley is with us on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone you've made my you're, day. You're Canuff. You, oh, you are thank you. No, bro. thank you. And you got the Jordan memo too. Let's I go, I did get the Jordan oh, memo. I do like yours a
2: little bit better though. Oh, and all, all my good. shoes are Jordans in here. And I love how you oh, kept yeah. the stock X tag on there so everyone knows that they're authenticated they're li- they're li- and, <laughs> real, and real. <laughs> love that. Is that, is that and just works? in case you want to resell them after. Somebody,
0: well, a student told me, they're like, do not cut that off. And I was like, I'm not supposed to cut it off? They're like, no, don't cut it off. I'm like, okay. Don't cut it off. I won't cut the had that tag enough. not been
2: on there, I would have said that's a Those are fake. That's a DH gate purchase. Right <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Those a
0: wish? Yeah. Stock X for the win. All right, Austin. Um, if you can channel your Kennergy here, yes. okay. We've been discussing what is Knuff for BYU football. So when you examine the BYU football team as a whole, what automatically stands out as, okay, that portion of BYU football is knuff?
2: Um, i, I got to be honest with you. I don't know how serious anybody's going to take me right now. Um, no, I, I, I think the defense is continuously getting better, right, which is awesome to see. I think the, the uh, their game plan seems to continue to develop. They are super lean in the secondary, but they're still – creating turnovers which is awesome yep. right especially as we're getting in you know into heavier big 12 play we're gonna need turnovers um, but yeah I, I think the defense has been doing their job I, I think they've been given every opportunity to the offense um, to score I think last week against Texas we had every opportunity to be in that game to actually win that game I don't think Texas was as good as advertised um, and I think that's a large part due to the defense.
1: The offense certainly uh, needs to carry a little more for BYU to have a chance to win more than, say, one game in the Final Four. Granted, one game would probably be enough, let's be honest. Just get to a bowl game. What do you think they need to do to, to create enough offense? Because we're not asking them to be world beaters right, right now. We're asking for them to do enough, and hopefully
2: the defense can create some turnovers because that is the formula. So I've, I've been saying this forever, right? And I think you, if you talk, to, you talk to Dennis, you talk to John Beck, you talk to I- I- any of us, right? The one thing that we'd like to see a little bit more of is just quick game concepts, allowing Keaton to kind of get into a rhythm, right? There is something to be said about building confidence, finding ways for Keaton to have confidence. And, and now more than ever, Keaton needs as much confidence as he can get, right? Yes. Um, and, and so creating a little bit more of a, uh, a deeper quick game package, but then also telling Keaton, yo, Keaton, trust your eyes, man, right? What you see, take it. Right. Um, and, and, and trust the fact that, hey, listen, th- there might be a turnover, too. But the last thing we need is, is for you to you know, hold on to the ball. I, I think the ball needs to come out of Keen's hand a little bit quicker. But uh, I, I said this last week, man, I, I think there's you can't point at one thing in this offense and say that is the problem. Right. Or that's the reason why we're not having any production on the field. I think there are a variety of different areas that, that need to improve.
1: And riddle me this. How long is the leash on on Slovis this week if there are struggles? like last week?
2: Um, Listen, I I, I love Keaton. I think he's a great quarterback, right? I I think if you you say, again, you can't point to Keaton and say, Keaton is the problem. Keaton is not just the problem, right? Uh, I I think there's a lot of things that go on behind closed doors uh, in an offense, things that we don't pick up or don't see because maybe we don't know the exact concept, but I can guarantee you there's a uh, a handful of errors that are being made as a matter of fact i do know that at least at the wide receiver position right um you you get new guys in and that's kind of the i i probably say that the other side of the fence the one side of the fence is you get new players you get new talent right you get a mix up in the roster um get explosiveness but then on the other side it's well they have to learn a new playbook right and they only have a short time to do so so uh you know they, there are have been errors on the offensive side of the ball and that also hurts a quarterback's trust. If guys aren't where they need to be, that's going to create problems in the offense. Going to create pu- problems in the passing game. So you can't just say, okay, Keaton's, you know, Keaton's not excelling or pe- pre- pre- performing to what the expectation is. So he needs to go. It's, it's like I said, it's fundamentally across the board, right? The line needs to block a little bit better. I shouldn't say a little bit, but they need to block better. Right? Yes. Give them a straight little, up. Give them a little straight bit up. more protection, right? Yeah. And again, I think that's assignment sound and what's
0: been, uh, yeah, what's been happening on the practice day today. Austin Colley is on BYU Sports Nation on a Halloween edition. Now, Kalani is with you. He was asked, like, are you considering making a quarterback change after the game? And he said, how about we just protect Keaton a little bit better? How about we do that and then see what happens? And then if Keaton doesn't perform and we're protecting him well, then we can maybe go down that path. But he's riding with Keaton into West Virginia, and it's a night game, Austin. Have you bought fully into this whole BYU plays better at night thing, or are you still hesitant to really go there emotionally?
2: Listen, I, I didn't want to, but I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in with the night game, right? <laughs> Which is why, I, you know, I I, I got BYU winning this one, right? I and mean, the next one. Right?
0: And, uh, yeah. I Two night games.
2: 8-15. Right? We, we, we'll we, take one win. I we think. just need one, We just need one, right? Yeah, yeah. We're on to the next one, thinking about the next game. If we can get this one, that'll be great. But it is, uh, it's in our favor, the fact that we're playing tonight.
1: We take it two games at a time here, Austin. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to win the next two weeks.
2: <laughs> what, what is the most winnable game
1: of the next two weeks, in your opinion? Is it Iowa State because it's home, or is it West Virginia because they're not as good as Iowa State, but still pretty stinking good? They took it to UCF.
2: Um, Dude, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. I I would say probably the next one, West Virginia. Right. Like hopefully, hopefully we get like a, a, an overcorrection from last week. Right. Everybody's a little bit more on their game. We're dialed in. I mean, a harsh you, wake up call. Exactly. Same thing that happened to TCU. Right. Um, and, and we're playing at night. Iowa state, like, I, I would love to say we're going to win these next four. Right. But, uh, Iowa state's what second in the league right now. Like, they're a great football team.
0: They're yes. tied for first. In fact, Iowa Excellent. State, Oklahoma, yeah. and Oklahoma State are three of the five teams all tied for first. Okay. With Texas.
2: So, I'm going to go with West Virginia only because it's the next one, right? we got to get that one. But I think that's the most winnable game, especially at night.
1: And it would be nice just to lock up that bowl game. I think BYU would play a little looser after that. Like, okay, we check that box. Yeah. And then, hey, let's go for seven at yeah. home against Iowa State. Let's go. And then
0: Oklahoma, you have nothing to lose.
2: Right. So Absolutely. I mean, that Oklahoma State game, too, is going to be a little, a little bit of a
0: battle, right? Oklahoma State's great football, too. Yeah, Oklahoma State has one of the – I mean, like they are playing some really good football. Like Gordon II leads yes. the country in rushing. And they down. have maybe the best running back in college football right now. Yeah, he's playing it. Here's,
2: one, here's one thing that I do love, too, about about kind of the, the – I guess the addition of Aiden Robbins I think is going to be huge, right? I still think he's tr- trying to find his groove, right? But last week running – between the guards and the tackles. The middle zone work, right? Like, he was – I mean, he does provide a little bit more of that downhill force and downhill presence, right, which is what you need to kind of get a passing game going, right? I think past years we've relied so much on the running game in our action, right, to get the ball out um, and open up those throwing lanes that that I think Aiden's going to bring that for us.
0: We're watching highlights of L.J. Martin, and Jeremy and I were just talking. Jerem went holistically. The offense, frankly, has just – no, it has not been well, yeah, it, it has What's been, been struggled? Knuff. Yeah.
2: Offense is a whole. obviously. Okay. Obviously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. But there are some individuals that I feel like have, have exceeded expectations. L.J. is one of those. Yep. And the other is a receiver in Darius Lassiter. Yeah. Is that a fair statement with what Darius has been able to do?
2: D- Darius uh, – I was telling, you know, some of the guys at, uh, at the game day this, man, he has a knack – For going and make a play, making a play, high pointing the football, right? Which not a lot of guys do. There's a lot of good receivers that when they got to go up and make those high point contested catches, it's just it's 50-50. But with him, it almost seems like he gets better in those type of situations, right? Uh, And I think last week, the one thing I did say as well that I like to see is let's get our core group of receivers and let's not take them off the field so much, right? I don't like to see so much variety in the passing game of how many guys are catching because. The, the more guys you're rotating, the more confusion you're inviting to the process, right? And and uh, you're not allowing the guys to kind of fall into a rhythm and to get into a rhythm with their quarterback. There is something to be said as a receiver of getting a feel for the DBs as the game goes on, getting a feel for the coverages because you're, you're, you're not going to see just uh, a, an array of different coverages throughout the whole game. You're going to probably see three or four. But if you're not out there to see it, right – it's a completely different perspective standing on the sideline rather than being on the field, right? Seeing where those holes open up, where the soft zones are or the soft spots are, um, and like I said, developing that relationship with the quarterback.
0: Okay, so uh, maybe minimize the the large number of players that are on the field just to help them develop a rhythm. Absolutely. Okay. Let, help them get a the groove. We'll finish with this. Because it's Halloween, our question of the day, which Halloween candy best describes BYU football this season? Cougars are 5-3, and three. weird on offense, good on defense, but 5-3. and three. Oof.
2: <sighs> Dude, that is that – is, uh... <laughs> Almond Joy. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Almond Joy. I mean, some people like it, right? Uh, it's got the chocolate. Uh-huh. Then it also has, you know, it's the almonds. It has the almonds yeah. and the uh, coconut. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is Which kind isn't of, really coconut. Kind of a weird mix. It's kind not, of a weird mix, right? Abnormal. <laughs> not typically what you're going to see. Like good but not traditional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that one. That's good. Okay. That's Almond, good.
0: Almond Joy is yeah.
2: solid on the spot. Hey, thank you. Okay. Respect, I hate bro. almond joy. <laughs> Just, <laughs> love BYU football. Love but what we're almond doing. I hate almond joys.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> good luck today <laughs>
2: venturing uh, everywhere without a shirt. We appreciate you coming in, man. If I'm covering
1: up
0: as soon as we get outside. <laughs> More diet soda. First, yeah. shirt, first shirtless guest on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Yeah. More of that. BYU football. let <laughs> talk tonight, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. The coach talks about, hey, Halloween. What's good? They had a trunk or treat last night, by the way.
0: Yes, they did. They got accurate. Great costumes. Yeah. Up next, BYU women's soccer seems to be turning it up at hey. the right time. Will it continue at the Big 12 tournament in Round Rock, Texas? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, <laughs> official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: One thing that I hope sticks with our listeners, which is not just the feeling of,
0: I love knowing this new thing, or I love having met this person. But often it's, I love knowing something I can do that I didn't know I could do. And it's
1: as simple as saying, that person really has become my neighbor. What a simple thing I could do even to just stand outside and say, I'm glad you're here.
0: Open your mind and heart within good faith wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok.
0: Welcome back to Studio B, happy Halloween. I am Spencer, sorry, I am Ken. And I'm Alan. <laughs> it's, it's Don't tell the Ken's, I escaped. I'm Alan. I'm Alan. A lot of people think that your doppelganger is Michael Sarah? Michael Cera. Yeah, which I kind of hate,
1: but. <laughs> 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 That's I do love Arrested Development.
0: There's <laughs> always
3: money in the Bananas And fans. Juno. Yeah, all,
1: all of those.
0: Let's roll out your Scott Halloween. Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. Let's roll out your Halloween headlines. UA head coach Glenn
1: Stockett told the media yesterday there's urgency to score more points. It's go time now, you know, it's been go time. And so the way that we've been doing it hasn't been working the way that I want it to. So uh, we have very smart coaches and and capable players that we can find different ways to, to try to get points on the board. BOA at West Virginia on Saturday. Also, the Cougars announced a future series with SMU in football 2024 next year in Dallas, 27 in Provo. And we were stayed on the schedule in Provo in 2027 and 2030.
0: Seventh ranked BYU sorry, yes, yeah, 7th ranked BOA Women's Soccer, the two seed in the Big 12 tournament, beat Oklahoma 6-0 last night in the hey. quarterfinals of the Big 12 tourney. It was 1-0 at halftime. Yep. Finished 6-0. Bella Felina led the Cougars with a brace, two goals. Olivia Wade, Katoa, Ali Fryer, Aaron Bailey, and Ellie Walbrook each scored as well. Up next, UCF, who upset TCU. And so BYU gets UCF in the semis on Wednesday, and then if they win that, you're on to the championship, where maybe they get a rematch with Texas Tech. As of now, NCAA women's soccer tournament guru SEEDING SPECIALIST RPI GUY CHRIS HENDERSON PROJECTS BYU WILL INDEED BE A NUMBER ONE SEED.
1: WIN THE BIG 12 TOURNAMENT FEELING GOOD. BYU WOMEN'S VOLLEYBALL FELL FOUR SPOTS TO NUMBER 12 IN THE LATEST ABCA COACHES POLL AFTER BACK-TO-BACK LOSSES AT UNRANKED KANSAS STATE LAST WEEK. COUGARS HOST CINCINNATI FRIDAY AND SATURDAY ON ESPN+.
0: KANSAS STATE'S RECEIVING VOTES. I STILL FEEL REALLY BAD ABOUT THOSE LOSSES. yeah they weren't they weren't brutal BOA men's golf competing at the kapolei invitational in kapolei hawaii tournament runs today through thursday
1: oh they're dresses uh golfers for halloween that's cool and BOA women's golf sits in 11th after the opening 36 holes of the hurricane invitational on monday lila nalier is leading the way for the cougars at one over par which is good enough for 31st uh, the final round of competition is currently being played good luck
0: those are today's headlines. Now for the opinions in the Cougar whip Around, Presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. ESPN's Mark Schlabaugh is BYU playing
1: bowling green in the Idaho Potato Bowl in its latest bowl projections. Would you rather do that or play in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport
0: against the Power Five? This going to tell you how much I don't want to go to Shreveport. I would rather BYU play in the Idaho Potato Bowl. One, because it surprisingly was a super fun bowl game for the athletes. Like, they do a really good the job student up there. Yes, center. really good job up there with the events and the build up and the lead up. It's not a great environment because it's cold, but it's a winnable game for BYU. I like that idea. Like, playing a power five in Shreveport, if BYU goes to Shreveport and loses again, I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know, I don't know if I can take that. So, I would take the Potato Bowl against Bowling Green over
1: You BYU's not even thrown an incompletion in the Potato Bowl before. That's how good BYU has been in that bowl game. Good vibes there. In 2018. And they uh, won last time they played boys stayed up there too. I ain't going to be that, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be that picky. I just want BYU in a bowl. I don't really care where. Okay. If they go to Shreveville. Wherever.
0: It is what it is. Let's go. Spuddy Buddy. Come on, buddy. Uh, okay. <laughs> right? Where would that go anyway? <laughs> Somewhere. Seventh week, BYU women's soccer. We just talked about it destroying Oklahoma 6-0 last night. Fifth straight win. BYU's secured four shutouts in those five straight wins. Yep. Jerem, we think they're a number one seed. They're projected as a number one seed. Do you feel like they're playing like a number one seed right now?
1: Absolutely. They're is number two in the country right now. They are one seed material. Just need to, I, I think, at least get to the Big 12 title B- game. Beat UCF. If you if you get there, you're in a good spot. If you beat Texas Tech, should that be your opponent? You are a one seed. And then you can host four rounds to get yeah. to the college cup should you advance.
0: Texas Tech got into a weird game with Cincinnati last night and had to score late to win two to one. And Chris Henderson made note of that and BYU looks so dominant, just beat UCF. I think they beat UCF and just get to the final, regardless of what happens in the championship game, they probably sneak in as at least the fourth number one seed.
1: Here's how weird RPI is. Brown is number five, so, okay, whatever. They don't play anybody. <laughs> What's your go-to Halloween
0: candy? Well, it's not Almond Joy, although I actually love Almond Joy. Austin hates Almond I like Joy. Almond Joy so. I like Almond Joy. Go to candy, like if I typically, if there's just a big bowl of a bunch of different things, I my eyes are naturally drawn to the orange of the Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go wrong with that. Like, I love Reese's peanut butter cups. So, that's probably the candy that I would lean into. What about you? Nerds love nerds, dude. Dairy Queen used to offer like
1: a blizzard with nerds in it. Oh,
0: so good. They took it away?
1: They took it away. Although, I suppose you could just put it in uh, for them. Just That's, buy some nerds and it, just dump it. In. Yeah, just sprinkle
0: homemade. it on top of your shake, man. Let's go.
1: Okay, BYU men's basketball has an exhibition tomorrow against Life Pacific Pre-game, Hey, full hour for the exhibition.
0: We're going hard tomorrow. 8
1: yes. Eastern, game at 9 Eastern on both BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: Can I add Snickers Almond to that conversation too? Snickers Almond? I don't think I've tried that. that Snickers Almond good. is delicious, but I rarely see it around Halloween. Make it happen, people. Big 12 champions are in Studio B next. Lexi Holiday-Lowry and Jenna Hutchins. They brought the trophy. The first of many. How did they make it happen? We'll ask them next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Because they ran fast. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, a Halloween edition live from the... (laughs) Studio B, otherwise known as the Mojo Dojo Casa studio today. Alongside Le- at Alan. At least for you, Ken. I'm Ken. I'm trying to escape. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and take this show up another notch and welcome let's, in Champions. the first ever Big 12 yeah! championship yeah! team. Congratulations. At BYU. Yeah, women's BYU yeah, Women's yeah, Cross Country. Lexi Holiday, lowry and Jenna Hutchins. Uh, you brought the trophy with you. Like, look at this. The, look at this piece beautiful. of awesome. This is beautiful. I want both of you to answer this question. What does it mean to both of you to be the first team to secure a Big 12 championship?
4: Um, Well, in the pre-race meeting, Coach told us that we had that opportunity. We hadn't quite put that together, that we would be the first to do it. And so that gave us a lot of motivation going in. And um, she had told us, first one in, get the win. And so that was kind of the the vibe the next day of, you know what, we had the opportunity to be the first, so... Why not be the first to get it
1: and lexi finished fourth overall jenna sixth when you when you cross jenna and you see lexi in front of you, you're like okay we're scoring points right now how confident were you right away that like hey we're gonna win this
3: well honestly there weren't too many teams that we were competing against in the big 12 and the biggest component or biggest opponent being oklahoma state and when there's not a lot of teams it makes it harder to have a difference in the the scoring so um I was really happy to see Lexi up there, and I knew I had two teammates right behind me, so that gave me a lot of confidence, but I knew it would still be a really close race, so um, it made me really happy to see that we got the win.
1: And what, was it seven in the top 15? Was yeah. that what it yeah. was?
3: <laughs> hey, that's how
1: you win, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. That, that was a awesome.
0: runaway, pun intended, right? <laughs> it's unbelievable performance. The conditions were not great. Um, for those that aren't aware, like what, what was it like to run in that race? What were the attempts like, and how do you prepare for something like that mentally?
4: Yeah, um, we knew it'd be cold. We weren't sure how cold. So we had brought stuff in preparation for that. We had like hand warmers, toe warmers, gloves, arm, or, arm sleeves. And on the line, we it was freezing. You could see your breath in the air. And it's definitely different than a Utah cold. Um, and so on the line, we decided that we needed to put some olive oil on our legs. That helps keep you warm also. Definitely. Olive
0: oil on your legs? It's
4: a unique sight, but it definitely okay. helps keep you warm.
0: <laughs> really?
4: Yeah.
0: How cold was it? Did, you know, did they tell you how cold it was?
3: They said it was 31, but the feel-like was 22 just because of the wind. <laughs> it that was, was cold. very cold. The wind
0: chill had it at 22 degrees.
3: Yeah, oh, it was oh very cold.
0: Yeah, more (laughs) olive oil, please.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And maybe we hold
1: it in Texas next time, Uh, just to be a little warmer. The football team Saturday is playing. Eighty-seven degrees, and would you rather run in the cold or or like excessive
4: hot? i like the cold you embraced it yeah i can we can really do anything but i like the cold
3: yeah i feel like i also like the cold just because we're kind of used to it here in utah and also um just gives good cross-country vibes so
4: like the fall weather
3: like okay
1: yeah okay i see that yeah because in the in the spring i guess at nationals you guys went to austin and competed in the humidity right it was pretty hot so yeah you guys get it um what what does it mean to have actually done this and now prepare for regionals and what you guys hope will be a national championship because that's program standard is we win championships. This, now and others.
4: Yeah, I think it was a great confidence booster to go to conference with the goal of winning and to achieve that goal. Um, But still, we we have a lot to work on and we have a little more time, mostly just like with um, mentally and spiritually, just like continuing to capitalize on those benefits for ourselves Mm -hmm. because Physically, we've done most of the work. Now it's just getting all those little gains, but we have a lot of confidence going to regionals and yeah, hopefully just to continue to keep the ball rolling to nationals.
0: Yeah, Jenna, what are those little gains that uh, Lexi's referencing? What are those things you're working on to try and get better?
4: Yeah,
3: I feel like we really try to focus on this point in the season, since we've already done most of the big things in practice through, through all of our workouts. I feel like it's all the little details that add up, like getting the right nutrition, sleep, filling out um, a little daily gratitude journal or um, even looking at scriptures. I just feel like all those little things add up. And um, the more mentally prepared you are, the just the more ready you feel when you step up on the line at national. So we just want to feel very confident stepping on the line and knowing that we did absolutely everything we could to be prepared.
0: Can you eat Halloween candy or is that totally off limits right now?
3: Um, we're always down for a good treat, but probably not during this part of the season. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are ramping up, not down.
1: Yeah, wh- what is it that in a race you have to overcome? We talked about the weather, but like the, the physical part of that, the mental part of that. What, what are you thinking about? What are you going up against?
4: It's different for everyone, and it's different for every race, too. Um, for me, honestly, I would say it's a lot of, in a race, you have a lot of self-doubt. And you can definitely tell the races where an individual can overcome that because they have their best races. Um, When it starts to hurt, uh, it's so easy to find any excuse as to why you could have a bad day. Like, oh, I didn't do this this week. Like, that's why I'm having a bad day. So the hardest part is not giving yourself an excuse and just trusting in not only myself, but coach mainly. Because then it takes it off of me. And it's like, I know coach has done everything to prepare me for this moment. So why not just capitalize on it?
1: Like obtrusive thoughts and you're just like repelling yes, these while you're we going. We
4: know yeah. we're fit. It's just yeah. a matter of doing it. It's hard. No matter yeah. how fit you are, it is always hard. So it's just getting to a, a, a space of mind where you can push past the limits.
1: That's good because Connor Mance, I think, said it really yes. well like two years ago. He said, I can suffer longer than other people. I was like, that is really good. What do you overcome in the race, Jenna?
3: To be honest, I feel like mine's very similar. I feel like just the aspect of self-doubt is a really big thing. Uh, we step onto the line knowing that we have been prepared by, by Coach Taylor and we're here with our teammates. We have a ton of support. But I feel like in the race, it is um, there is like an individual aspect of it as like controlling your own thoughts and how you deal with different situations in a race if, if moves are made that you don't expect. So I feel like for me, I just really try to be um, very flexible in a race and um, try to be good at adapting to a situation that, I don't know. May may or may not occur. So, just focusing on trusting my coach and my teammates, and if I do that, I you know it's going to be a good race.
0: Dilgia Taylor is not one to pat herself on the back. We've tried to get her to go there, where it's like, okay, look, you got something special going at BYU, and have for a number of oh, years. Oh, yeah. like, we're, we're cooking with the oil what, right now. What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Olive oil. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's happening there? And she's just like, oh, it's just my athletes, it's just the girls. But from your perspective. What is it that she does that makes running at BYU so unique and so special and so successful? And both of you can answer. We'll start with you, Lexi.
4: That's a hard hard question to answer. Um, She gives her whole soul to this program and to each of her athletes. And it's hard to explain what she does for each of us individually, especially when we're on the road and we see other teams and what their coaches do for them. We are really lucky here at BYU for what Coach Taylor does for us. It's all the little things. She writes us notes before the race. She'll literally come. She just does so many little things that in the end it adds up. And I think that's also why in a race, like I said, yeah. when it's hard to, over, I'm like, I know Coach has done everything to help prepare me and to, to pair back. I'm like, I can at least perform to my best yeah. in hopes to get other women to want to come to BYU because yeah. I've had an amazing experience being under her.
0: Jenna, what would you add to that?
3: Yeah, I feel like she just set such a great example to empower and inspire us to be to be confident on the line um, and, and everything that we do. I feel like I've learned a lot from her, not only with my running, but also in life. So like Lexi said, all the little, little things that she does for us, like the note cards and the pre-race meetings, it just it makes us feel really loved. And so I feel like um, we're running with a lot of heart uh, while we're racing and... Just feel like um, that's something really special that not a lot of other programs get to experience.
1: No, she's really good. Yes. She could have easily gone to Texas, Stanford, Oregon. They've all offered. The, you know, we hear it and she's state of BYU kind of thing. Congratulations on this trophy, and hopefully it's the first of a couple. Yeah. Good luck. Let's go. Let's give you some BYU weeks.
0: Sports Nation <laughs> karma for regionals and yep. Lubbock. And-, and the first
1: in BUA history. Yep. That's yes. awesome. Thanks for coming in.
3: Yeah. Thank Great you.
0: Great to have you. Okay.
1: Women's Hoops taking on Westminster tomorrow. Doubleheader in women's hoops, men's hoops, Nani Falate the New Look Cougs. 5 Eastern on BUA UTV.
0: All right. You've seen our costumes, whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> this what is did, the GOAT. What did the athletic director, Tom Holmel, roll out? Like how do you get better? And seemingly he does it every year. We roll out his costume after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yep. We anticipate and wait for this day each year.
4: Sports Nation, you ain't never had a friend like
0: me. <laughs> it's a Star Wars theme. It's perfect. Yes. Woo. Oh my God. It's Rafiki! Rafiki! <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports
1: Nation. <laughs> Get you an AD that goes as hard as Tom Homo does at Halloween costume. This
0: is the day that he is the most famous on social media oh, every year. Nationally, people right. know Tom Homo. They, for this. they yeah. await what he will do. Yeah. In fact, like he's in meetings today. doesn't matter. He's still dressing up. And he's doing dressed in things.
1: Big 12 meetings as we speak as his costume, which we will reveal <laughs> in a moment.
0: Oh, you just said during the break, we're never going to look more ridiculous than this, but you never know. I meant the composition of our faces, not the costumes. <laughs> Let's get to Top 5 Tuesday, which happens to be the Top 5 Tom Homo
1: yeah. Halloween costumes. Number 5, 2013, Abe Lincoln, my eighth cousin.
0: Unbelievable. He's on the $5 bill. He should be at number 5. He's so good. He's got the top hat and the beard and everything. He That's looks number five. just like him. So good, incredible. Number four, the Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Another oh, just oh, beautiful costume. He he was in makeup for like six hours for this. What is this, Lord of the Rings?
1: Put on the feet too. Jeez. Uh,
0: again, nobody goes harder on Halloween. And he learned how to
1: sing Not at sure. the ad level than Tom Homo. Number three. This could've been one.
0: He who shall not be named. 2016. Voldemort. Oh my goodness. Like this? <laughs> I'm scared. Dumbledore! Henry Potter. Henry Potter. I'm scared, Tom Riddle. Gone dark. <laughs> I know, look at that. How does he- <laughs> That was seven years ago? How did he breathe? I can't believe that was seven years ago. That's oh, a pretty good one, dude. The boy who come to die. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, number two. Ernesto De La Cruz so from Coco. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get that guitar? That's what I want to know. Like, how do you come across that guitar? The costume. What's the budget? Unbelievable. For Tom Lomel like, like, here. It's, it's good. Apparently, he has no budget. It's just it's, figure it out and we'll, we'll pay for it. Number
1: one, to this point, 2019, the genie from Aladdin. Amazing. Oh, it had to be a blue character. Tobias Funke, eat your heart
0: out. To be, the Blue Man group is very jealous. Yeah, that's
1: pretty good. That's pretty good, man.
0: Yeah, I love how he said it. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yeah, no, Indeed. No, never. No, no. Well done. All right. How about his costume this year? What did Tom Holmo do this year? He's gone back to Hogwarts! Dumbledore! <laughs> Of um, Dumbledore! <laughs> so good! <laughs> the rain He's got the so Elder loud. Wand even! He's got the like Elder Wand! Like a legit Elder Wand right yeah. there. This is some of the makeup, because Janine is his... Uh, there's his wife, yeah. Lori. But Janine is his makeup specialist. He's behind the scenes is Does running. such an incredible job. Oh my gosh. He's legitimately in Big 12 meetings as we speak, on Zoom, as Dumbledore. Yes. I want to hear him talk like Dumbledore. Like, it would be hilarious if he just spoke like that in the meeting. Oh, yes.
4: <laughs> yes. You must view us as Big 12 competent.
0: <laughs> All right. Got the fire and everything. Let's go. <laughs> now, with the costumes out of the way, our elite voice of the day presented by Pax Healthcare Elevated, what Halloween, what Halloween candy best describes BYU football this season? Josh Wheatley on Facebook says, Sour Patch Kids, both sweet and sour.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's, it's well played. More sweet than sour so far this year, luckily. Let's go.
0: I heard Tom might be saying hello at the very end. I I don't know.
1: We've got thirty seconds here. So does
0: he have time to say hello for like ten seconds? Let's bring him in. Tom, are you there? Tom is there?
1: Dumbledore!
0: (laughs) 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 Cast a spell for a West Virginia win. For the
1: Virginia, West Virginia Mountaineers this week.
0: Yes! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Fantastic. For Jerem, I'm Spencer Throw Shout them. out to Dumbledore, Tom Omo. Go Cougs!